as kids, all we want is love. And often our parents are so bombarded with so much, bills, jobs, that I think they forget. I mean, they're human. A lot of them, times they forget to just love, hugs. You're awesome. You're beautiful. And my grandmother did that. She gave me those warm hugs where I could feel the room. It was just us. She always told me she loved me and how amazing I was and how magical I was. And I think that really, really stuck with me. Today we have Vanessa Pimentel with us. Hello. hello. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, you know, you can tell us a little bit about ourselves, but I know she's got lots of depth and lots of beautiful stories uh, to share. And uh, so just tell us a little bit, or viewers, a little bit about who you are. Well, I am uh, my mother and a beautiful little girl, Luna. I have a nice husband, Michael, who's my partner. Um, I also am a teacher, certified teacher in Ontario. Been teaching for about 12 years now. Um, just moved, actually, to God's country, as people would call it. <laughs> I moved to the Kawarthas, trying to live a little more sustainable, trying to learn from my neighbors and create community there. And it's been, uh, it's been really beautiful. So thank you. You know what I always find in introductions? <laughs> that when people give uh, the, the introduction that is here, it's like, that's not the person I want to meet. I want to meet <laughs> the one before that person. I always look at that as an as an introduction. Now I understand Those why I don't do introductions. Because yeah. people give me introductions. I go, that's not who I'm interested yeah. in. I want to know before that moment, before the teacher, before moving to Quartha. Right? So that's interesting. Now mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand a little bit. But I, like... Obviously, when Trina was telling me about, like, you've got a great journey, we were just talking about it in terms of uh, Native women, right? And how mm-hmm, they come together. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and you talk about, you know, the baggage and how we have to heal ourselves. All of this stuff is becoming pretty, um, it's becoming talked about more, maybe mm-hmm. because nowadays media, it's like, hey, you got an Instagram account? And you're, yeah. you can create your billion followers right off mm-hmm. of that. So mm-hmm. we live in a very, like, I think the times right now, there's, we're very fortunate to have this kind of tech, this kind of opportunities. So, um, so I think we've never lived in a better time to be able to help one another. And you talk about moving somewhere to create a community, whereas, you know, what if, you know, some people can't move somewhere or are somewhere right now where their community from where they are needs to be you like you know how you said you were asking the universe for trina yeah and they're asking for somebody like you and um, you don't yourself even know this right like you're sitting there do you ever feel like because you asked for someone do you ever feel like someone might be asking for you you ever felt that way i um i do i think yeah. i think the problem is that confidence right mm-hmm. we lack that a lot and we feel that Others can help us, but we can never help anyone else. Oh, but my journey is not as, you know, it's not as in-depth as her journey. And why would people want to listen to me? And But thinking about what you just said, it did. It just clicked. And I said, yeah, people do probably want to hear my journey. People do want my help. And I love that you, you know, you got that positive side of technology. I like that you said that, that this is the best time to be living because we can make those connections right and i uh, i like that you said that yeah. really do it because we have conversations about me, the downside of technology right? so I'm we really see thinking that about as well that. Oh, yeah tool. that's beautiful yeah. yeah it's a good tool it's, it's a, a good great tool. tool and we've got great people we're working with here like min Wu and mm-hmm. me and they're actually making it happen and they know more about tech than i will ever want to know 
but they make it look easy. And yeah. what's interesting is that through our just conversation here, there are people who I never imagined would hear, you know, you're, you're a teacher, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, sometimes you've got a student, you say something to them, like, until you're blue in the face. Mm-hmm. But they didn't listen to that perspective. Mm-hmm. And then next year, by not listening to you, they go to some other place and they hear another perspective. And then they walk around like, that was genius. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I've been trying to, t- I tried telling you, okay, just let it go, right? So that's why I appreciate your perspective is because I think, um, yeah, there's a lot of people who it would resonate with, who um, if you have this feeling, um, then it definitely exists. Yeah. And I don't think that it's some kind of like chance feeling. Absolutely. Oh, I agree. And maybe that's the whole reason you went through this whole thing that you went through anyway. But I'd like to go like further back if that's okay. And sort of, you know, we were just talking about like where you were born and like, you know, early, early like memories. Early Vanessa. Yeah, like remember when it was like simple? Yeah. Right? When I was making mud pies in my grandmother's backyard. Okay. Yes, it was. Go, give me that mud pie story. The mud pie story. My grandmother was a beautiful woman. I was, uh, she helped raise me because my parents worked. Um, I was, I was born in Toronto, raised in Toronto. And she was a magical woman, very beautiful. And she, uh, she always told me, I was, you are something special, you know, you are something special. So what I, ba- you just made an accent. What, what, she what? just does that no. when she first Where is that from? So my grandmother's Italian. Okay. She's from, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's from Avellino. Because the whole well, she like, was you know, from Avellino. She passed um, mm-hmm. a few years ago. However, she was that you know that helped me realize the magic mm. that I had inside and that energy that I always felt when I was with her and when I was on her street and people would look at me and say, oh, you know, you're such an old soul, you. Four years old, four-year-old oh, little people Vanessa. people were saying it to you. Oh, yeah, I would be making bud, bud pies in the backyard and the neighbor would come and have this big conversation with me and she would say, oh, you're such an old soul. <laughs> so it really did stick with me because I, I, really? did, I did feel like an old soul. I felt like, man, I think I've been here before. <laughs> you know, this energy. Stop. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. So you had people telling you this when you were four oh, years old? Oh, four years old. Since I can remember, and I, I could remember there are times when I was four and five and having huge conversations with adults about mm-hmm. life. What about do you mean? Just about, you know, how I felt. I don't remember last week. So, so you're remembering certain, like when you were four years old. Not every day. Of course. But I remember like making the mud pies in the backyard, yeah. speaking to the neighbors, my grandmother's okay. neighbors, elderly ladies who one I think was from Portugal, one was from Italy and having big conversations about how they would come, like how they got here. Okay. Their struggles. Okay. Right. Coming here with nothing. They would talk to a four year old about that. They would talk to me because I listened. Oh. I loved hearing stories about the struggle. So while you're doing the mud pie thing, they're coming to I just want to like paint the picture in my head here. Seriously. So it's it's like a Martha Stewart. Yeah. uh, Since you were four, you were like baking and making mud pies. It was between, I was about three to about seven. Those Mm. were my, I call them my magical years. Mm. And then I think I I got lost a little bit. Then I found myself again. So, yeah. so that's where it starts, like the, so three, to, the three to seven. Yeah. Um, but why do you say like, uh, I, I still want to stay, stay there for a second because your, your grandmother means so much to you. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know mm-hmm. more about that. Just that, that experience. Like, why was it so special? Come on. Mud she, pies, like, and I she think said she, she was special. She that's always, it? Mm-hmm. she loved me. Okay. Right. At the end of the day, as kids, all we want is love. Mm-hmm. And often our parents are so bombarded with, so much bills and jobs that 
I think they forget. I mean, they're human. A lot of them, times they forget to just love. Mm-hmm. Hugs. Mm-hmm. You're awesome. You're beautiful. And my grandmother did that. Mm-hmm. She gave me those warm hugs where I could feel the room. It was just us. She always told me she loved me and how amazing I was and how magical I was. And I think that really, really stuck with me. And I was there all the time. I mean, she helped raise me. I went to university near her house, so I stayed with her when I was oh, older. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, she did pass from cancer. And uh, I, I hear like grandparents, there's a saying, you know, the grandparents and grandchildren get along because they have a common enemy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Anyway, I but, think like, it's also that just awesome. release, They're right? Awesome. It's a release. Yeah. They're yeah. not I don't, worried about focusing exactly. on raising you. They yeah. can enjoy you. Like my parents you. are yeah. great. My yeah. dad calls them the dividends of his investment. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense, you know, because my parents were great. They provided for me and there was, a, you know, they, they did, they treated me well. It was just that I never felt loved. Mm. And that stuck with me for a very long Time. That's a real common thing, actually, out it there. It is. That while if you were to ask them, well, did you love her? Well, yeah, of yeah, course, course I did. Yeah. And, and I why do you work, think I we did all is. of this? Exactly. We did this because we loved her. And yeah. we're saying, all you needed to do was just say that, mom or dad. Or, yeah. you know? And the hugs. Uh, and Right? But they're like, uh, we thought we were saying it to you. So we'll get to that later. But um, that's interesting. So that's where, like, the source of love Starts, that right? was my yeah yeah your source. Yeah. My right. source was my grand my grandmother. She was definitely my source of love. So uh, it was, you know, I was happy. So you know, you're in a good place. You're four. You're you're seven. You're moving on. You're growing up. You were always aware of this. Mm-hmm. So and then you say you, you what? What's the word that you use? I lost myself yeah. so a bit. H- how do you why when you're everything is going so well and there's all this love? What is the first thing that did you think that prompts you to say, okay, I'm going to go get lost now? You didn't say that. No. Right. I didn't want to get lost. I think it was for me, my my point was when she was diagnosed. That's when I... That's when you were seven? No, sorry. I mean, when I was seven is because I left. I didn't, I wasn't living there anymore. I moved, oh. my parents and I moved to the country. Okay, so it was mm-hmm. physical. So I didn't get to see her It was like distance. Much. Okay, it was a proximity. However, thing. I was about... I want to say I was about 16 when she was diagnosed. Okay. And it was a very tough year when you lose someone who loves you so sure. much or losing someone and watching her suffer. But yeah, it's I would say about 16, 15, 16 is when I started to go down. If it's okay with you, I want to go back to when you were seven because you used that as a, as a line somewhere. You mm-hmm. said that that was the beginning. Was it just because that was when the proximity changed? I think the proximity okay. was... Um, so something beyond your control yeah, like takes you away from your source. Mm-hmm. Interesting, right? And that's when you start school full-time, right? Mm-hmm. Before it's kindergarten, you're only part-time, you're with your family. So you're in school for a lot of hours. And Did you notice that you're away from your source I while did. this is happening? Oh, I, you felt it right away. I felt away. it right away. I remember. I, yeah. I can put myself in that space. Right. And that school, when I felt just... Because, you know, when kids are going to school for the first day, they're like, there's this thing to look forward to mm-hmm. and new friends. But you see it as, at that moment, it seems like it was, it it was, was a lot. Yeah, for me it was. But I think it was because my grandma, my that connection, she she would lift me up. Mm-hmm. She would was able to look at me and say, 
you're not, you're perfect. You're amazing. As when I went to school, it was, oh, you know, you need to do this better. Mm. Sit down. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you sitting down? Why are you walking up? And it was constant attacks on myself and my, the way I am. I was never someone who could just sit there at a desk. Right. It was hard for me. So I remember that exact moment when I started school, I just felt like, like I never belonged. I like yeah, I don't like it here. No, I don't like it as much as I, I like, like my grandma. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like being there making mud pies and speaking to the neighbor about their struggles and learning right. how to cook, yeah. bake. So you have the good life oh. and then you get everybody else's life because everyone else does go to school and everybody else gets told the same thing that you got told. Like it wasn't just you. No. Right? We're all oh, told my gosh. Here, We're do all... this, do that. Yeah. But because you had the good life, great source absolutely all of a sudden there's this that shift right there's this everything is now relative to that Hmm, interesting yeah and i just i remember i just feel that school was for me was very and i i think that's why i became a teacher Ah. i really do is because i struggled so much so from seven to sixteen oh yeah um, oh, yeah. Which is, yeah, it's... That's your that's, whole career. That's, I, would that's say, I would career. say my whole time in school, there was always There's not even struggle. a favorite subject or a favorite teacher? I had many favorite teachers. Right. I would, not many. I'd say yeah. a handful who yeah. saw me, actually saw me and yeah. helped me. Yeah. Um, and I thank them mm-hmm. um, so much for being there for me in a time that I needed them the most. Right. And they're the reasons also why I became a teacher, because I, I yeah. wanted to help. I really, truly wanted to be there for the students that maybe never felt like they belonged or they were different or they learned differently. So you're not getting to make mud pies. No. But at the same time, you're you're seeing you're meeting some other type of people Mm -hmm. um, and Mm -hmm. you're starting to recognize that, Okay, other than grandma, there are these other. There are. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. And 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 um, anything that you would sort of look at through your sort of your your student career. Because I want to, I will get to the 16 and onward, yeah. but there's so much that happens, I think, in those, I find that they go, they're like cycles of, mm-hmm. I consider seven years a cycle for mm. some reason. Yeah. Anyway, I can so see you go that. seven years and then you go seven, uh, about nine, right? So yeah. seven, nine years. Um, anything that stands out to you during that time as far as like what else you, you sort of, whatever, what else stood out to you? For me, it was... Everything around me, the TV, right? The movies, the music. I always felt like there was, it was kind of blocking me being who I wanted to be. And I started to become someone that, that truly I didn't want to become. And I saw myself. Now I see myself at the time I didn't. Now I can take myself there and say, oh my gosh, I watched myself transform into something I didn't want to transform into so so forget about that now go back to then the the, the person that you were as it's happening i'm curious right about that so you you start like okay i'm in a place i have to learn you said right now that you were starting to become something that you weren't but at at that point in time what were you saying to yourself you're like i need to be this This is what you said yeah that this is and that's the time it's like well vanessa you know snap out of it this is the way everyone else is you have to just be like this an example Mm. For example, going to parties, okay. right? At a young age, I remember parties started in grade seven. Oh. And yeah, parties started in grade seven, you know, and, <laughs> uh, and these, and parties, you know, consisted of underage drinking, the smoking, you know, the sex and all of 
the stuff that I personally didn't feel I felt disconnected from. But then I'm put into this world where it's everywhere. It's in our movies, it's in our TV, it's in our music. And I shift. I start to see myself hanging out with people that I never really would have been friends with. You know, not my grandmother. You know, I'm not making mud pies anymore. Now I'm, you know, we're talking about things I never thought I would talk about or be with people that I didn't feel comfortable. And there was times that I remember being at parties and being, oh, this doesn't feel right. But, oh, my gosh, I could not call my mom to pick me up. They would make fun of me. I would so, get made fun of. So you were aware of a choice, but you didn't see it as a choice. No. You just, it just I wasn't just, a choice. This is the way. To follow I have the line, to, to the line. This is it. This is what I have to do. I remember being in that table, in that chair, and the teacher saying, Vanessa, just do it. Everyone else is doing it. Just sit. Just stay seated. Right. So okay. I, that, again, when you're, you know, 10, 11, 12 yeah. years old, mm-hmm. You're like, okay, no, Vanessa, come on. This is this is cool. This is what has to be done. And you kind of, I, the way I see it is I lost my magic. I see as humans, I see we are magical. We have this beautiful power within us. And unfortunately, a lot of the outside sources can really put a damper on that mm-hmm. and kind of hide that power away, that magic, right? You're not special. You're just like everybody else. Oh, man. They're all special. We're all special. Ah, wait yeah. till I tell you my special story. <laughs> but that's another day. Because I was actually told, you're special. Like, oh. I actually went into special ed. Mm. But I, so so you see, that's a whole other thing. But, yeah. So you were, but you managed um, to adapt. Mm-hmm. You conform. Mm-hmm. I tried to conform. And mm-hmm. I sucked at it. So that kind of like, meh. All right, so like I, I was out of there. You got you got invited to the party. I did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did. So you were one of the cool kids. I was popular. Yeah. Okay, had Come all on. the cool friends. Yeah. I'm gonna do the cool friends because now I realize, yeah. that wasn't the cool friends. But yeah. at the time, you know, I was, I was it. I was Vanessa. You were it. I was it. It was okay. amazing. I and, had, and so that never felt bad, did it? At the time, no. Felt great. Felt amazing. So, but when I went home, it didn't feel good. Okay, wait. Yeah. So when you would go home, when I went you would home. not feel good, even though, because I would, I was not in that crowd, and I'd always look at that crowd and I would think, "Wow, look at that life, right? Look at like these people, and that's the cool guy, and that's the cool girl, and that's they what the prom's gonna look like." You know, like you got all these thoughts, and yeah, you're gonna not go to the prom, man. <laughs> you're not gonna be able to ask anybody, and all of this stuff, and I had no idea that anyone could possibly think after having the life going home and not thinking that it was okay. Wait. So you so knew, you you knew intrinsically at some level something wasn't aligned. I knew because I had were. a journal and I read those okay. journals. So you had the journal. I had a journal ever since I was about grade, you know what? About eight years old. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Right when now you that started. I yeah. about it's not surprising at all. I have and I kept them because mm. I like to go back. I mean, actually, no, I, I did get rid of them, but I kept them for so long. And okay. I got rid of them. That's a whole that. other story. That's but okay. I kept them. And I remember going home and writing in them and crying and being like, God, you eight yeah. up all the way until like, I stopped writing when I was 18 years okay, old. So like, so I have many books. Because the peak of it is usually that teenage yeah. adolescent, right? You're like going up and the I world started to see you, the difference you. between eight and nine years old. And I started to see yeah, that that's shift. When you're maturing. And, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, but I remember, you know, that cool crowd. Yeah. You know, I managed to, to, to win it. You were in it. I was in it. I was. 
But it was, and, it feels like it was it like an act though, like because when you say you go home and you were so upset, it was a it was, complete it like, act. Yeah, because like there was times where I, I was always in fights with my friends because I stood up. I was the one that said no, that's not right. No, I don't want to do that. And people they didn't like that. Well, wait a second. You, but you said there are things you didn't want to do, and then you were doing them because everybody was doing them. That doesn't. Make sense. So I stood. Yeah. I stood up. Yeah. But then I fell back. I would stand up, then they would get attacked. I would get attacked, and I'd be like, okay, forget it. You're right. Like, let's not do that. I'll do that. But I always stood up, and I was always that disconnect. I'd come back, disconnect, go back. And it was that, like you said, oh, but I, I, I want to be a part of this group. I need to be it's a like part a of that. It's like a drug a little bit, it, right? Because when you're there, a little you're bit. like, it's it. fully like a drug. <laughs> that is the oh, It is yeah. a big-time drug. It's very addictive because it's that there's so much going on all the time. And you're afraid you're going to miss out and you attach your identity to these groups. Too, it's also right? that feeling of not being loved, yeah. not being accepted. Yeah. And when they accept you. But you already know you're loved by your grandma. But my grandmother not at the around. time wasn't around mm. as much because mm. I had moved away. I didn't see her as much. Plus, I was getting a little older. Right. And I and it wasn't it was just a, a different time. I lo- Like I said, I lost. I didn't go back to where I should have went back. Did this happen? Did you like sort of think to yourself ever? Because I remember this happening to me too, but ever ask yourself, oh, that's like for kids. This is like the way forward. Did you ever convince yourself of that? <sighs> like spending time with her grandmother? No, like, like, I mean, like, you know, when you say like, when you, when you give up the fight, right? So you said you would, you would stand up, you're like, this is not right. And then people, and you know, it's like, well, that's for kids. You're not a kid anymore. I understand now, what you mean. Did you, ever, did you ever say that to yourself to convince yourself? That this I think means there was that, definitely that this times that I you're did bigger, that. that this means you're more mature. When you can do this or when you can talk about this sort of thing or when you can act this way, this is what like older people do. That's like what smaller, younger people do. And now you're older. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get that? Oh, yeah. I think that happened many times where I was like, oh, Vanessa. Like, I would, you're an adult In the now. middle Look of my you. conversation of standing up. Mm to this person, I would be like, oh, Vanessa, stop. But again, it always goes back to being told, no, you need to conform. Mm-hmm. You can't be different. You need to, you know, you're not special. Mm-hmm. You're like everybody else in this class. Mm-hmm. And I keep going back to that because it, it comes up a lot. That's the narrative that was up. just, that Absolutely. just, it was Did you ever do that to anybody? At some point in time, do you felt like you were at any point in time inviting others now to be this way? Because you were it, like you were center stage. Because tend to, we tend to move in, in groups, right? I never did. Mm. I still was, I still was separate. Mm. I was there, mm-hmm. but I still was separate. There were times where I, I followed my intuition, mm. right? My soul spoke to me and said, "Stay home," and mm. I stayed home. Oh. I didn't go all the time, okay. so I always struggled, right? I, I was there, but at the same time, I'm like, mm, I, I want to disconnect. Because I hated going home after the party or hated going home What did crying. you hate about? Yeah. Like, what was it that moment after the party? What was it that you hated? I did things I didn't want to do. Mm. I felt almost like I was hallucinating or it was a dream. Like, I wasn't there. And there was times where my body felt like it couldn't even get out of its chair. The couch, the chair, wherever I was. Or when you were when at the I party. When I was at the party. Because Trina oh. said, so what, you know, where... How did you feel? And there was mm-hmm. just like times where I would be there, and but I wasn't. I feel like I wasn't there. Mind blowing. Yeah, I thought people went to parties and had a great time. 
You're going to a party and you're actually You know like, what? There was a lot of people who did not have good times, but they told people they had yeah. good times. Really? I'm yeah. like, this is like vindication because <laughs> yeah. I was dying to get into this stuff. <laughs> what? Many, many people in those the groups that I hung out with were sad and alone and abused drugs. And it was fake. I'm going to pretend that I'm perfect in my, you know, I'm I, drive, enjoying this. I drive a nice car. My parents have a lot of money and they, we go on vacations every weekend and it's all amazing. I'm popular, but at home, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. It's the facade, right? It, I'm just like, I'm blown away. Cause mm-hmm. I just kept, I keep thinking like there, there's a bunch of other people like me who looked at them and said, well, they're the ones that's there. We're going to, that's how you dress and that we just never could pull it off. So we were just kind of like, Oh, I guess we're the, whatever the nerds or the geeks or whatever else we ended up being. But, um, right. Those names. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, so those boxes that they want to give to everybody. And that's, that's the problem. That is the problem. But at the same time though, you found a box. So there was this comfort level that you were growing. You were having this comfort at some point in time that even though everything seemed a little bit messed up, this was your this was your zone, though. Everybody here is messed up. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, like, that helps. Right? Does that help? <laughs> I'm not the only one going home crying. She is and he is as well. Right. 100%. Did that help? That so then helps. that kind of helps you go to the next party because like, okay, we're all going to end up. Absolutely. I agree. Yes. That, that's exactly because Misery you're not. company. Absolutely. You're not the only one crying, yeah. writing in your journal. Why? Yeah. What happened? Why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. And there's other people doing the same thing. Um, so yes, I did feel comfortable in the box at that moment. And th- that's a story of so many sort of circumstances, not just for children, but so, so many. Oh, so but I think yeah. this is like super powerful for kids it. as well, because a lot of times when we're going through it as kids, I don't know if there are actually any groups out there that kids actually get together where they go, yeah, you know what? This is fake. We should stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no. nothing like that yeah. that I've heard. No. Of. So here you are. Like to that kid saying, yeah, no, I'm the cool one. I'm cool. And no, I'm not cool. Like, but, you know, mm-hmm. you were you were wearing the, you were waving the flag. Mm-hmm. You're the champion of the cool kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and you go home and you're doing this. So did you, so you, right there, it tells me that you see like two sides to yourself. Mm-hmm. There's well, this yes. like, you're polarizing already. Mm-hmm. You're on the inside breaking, breaking down. Oh, yeah. But completely you're, you're on the outside. Like, <laughs> I'm a you're full holding it put together, together, right? You know, got good grades, did well. That could, that's pretty stressful. Oh yeah, right. Lots of stress. Um, that's interesting to me, actually, because mm-hmm. it's funny how like we all do this all the time. I see it all, all the time, not just with kids, and the pressure is there on kids, but I feel like there's just that kind of pressure on so many yeah. of us. That we, well, just in hearing what you guys are saying, too, is the thing that kept, that popped up for me was at a young age, not not all kids, some kids are aware of it. And I was one of them, too. Um, the same you were as one you of the were. cool kids. I was one of the cool kids, but I was also one of the kids Gosh. that went through, like, remember, I was living the duality. Yeah, right, right the duality. The duality right. of, like, on the bad path and on the great Good, path, yeah. like great grades, yeah. you know, got the clothes, got yeah. this, got, got things figured out, you and know, all the that, optics. That. And then I'm falling apart. Absolutely falling apart over mm-hmm. here. How are your grades? Her grades were good. We're good. So you guys yeah. were smart and cool. Like, oh my God. But, but I think what, what the issue is, is that 
even in adulthood, and I've gone through this again as an adult, because lessons will keep showing up in different ways until you learn them. And what I realized is with adult friendships is we or relationships or family, it could be anything, whatever you circle yourself with. If it doesn't align with who you are and what she calls her magic, right? Her inner magic, Hmm. it's going to deplete you. 100%. And we hold on to these relationships and because we want to, you know, we have a social structure, Mm -hmm. we have a professional obligation, or we've been this person's friend for so long, how do you not be their friend anymore? And so that's where, that's what piques my interest the most is because Mm -hmm. it's okay to disinvite things that don't align and we're not always taught that to do that we're not taught to reflect internally to explore to understand okay what do i value mm-hmm. what do i value and and it's not about quantity or sorry it's not about yeah it's not about quantity of friends because yeah. in the high school frame it's about quantity oh, it's, totally about quantity. it's a numbers game yeah but it's about authenticity and bringing what aligns with you because if you're living in this toxicity like mm-hmm. what you're describing which i've i've been through that world as well apparently um, thriving yeah in this toxicity <laughs> thriving and, and drowning yeah, simultaneously right? oh, absolutely and it is exhausting and, and the body mm-hmm. will eventually break down it's just so i read somewhere yeah. it says like you know as you were saying it you're nodding your head like yeah oh, and it's this uh, what you said i read a line someone says you should listen to the signs in the universe before it you should listen to the universe before it starts screaming yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And so, so we'll get to your screaming part That's later. Amazing. But, mm-hmm. but you said it was, she was saying there were signs you were nodding your head. So what were the signs? Like she said, it's that digging deep, feeling that soul. You, when you, it's like that hot stove, you know, it's hot. Right. You see the sign. Right. It's red. Right. But you touch it anyway, because you want to know no, how no, that I, feels. Okay. Thank you for describing it. <laughs> but what I want to know is the actual sign that you saw while you were there. Like, for example, you would say you went home and you would write and you, would, you said you would cry. Absolutely. My release. But then you would go right back and you would do it again. Because so I, didn't, I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't breaking no cycle. I kept going with it because at the time it felt good. It felt good. It felt good. What part felt good? The popularity part. The people Mm -hmm. wanting to be your friend. Because you've been loved so deeply. Now you're trying to fill that void. Absolutely. You think? That's exactly it. You fill the void with whatever that is, whatever's giving you attention. And that night might not always be good. And it wasn't. Yeah, negative attention, still attention. It It was still attention. That's why students who are pegged as, you know, bad or whatever behavior. Why do they cause the troubles that they do? Because they just want to be loved. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's me. Right. Pay and attention. See me. And for me, I'm going to school. I'm this loved person. Right. But when I go home, I know it's not me. That's right. not me. Uh, I am not being authentically Vanessa. I'm being what I sh- am told to be. And when what you I try to be. Avatar you kind of create it for yourself. And when I try to be authentic, I get just attacked Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. and that's where i had that struggle where okay i can't be authentic vanessa because i'm going to be attacked i cannot be loved oh my gosh i'm gonna be alone who's gonna love me Mm -hmm. 
So the uh, the ostracizing. Um, I read somewhere. I don't know where I forget, but it's like it says anyone who's pre- who, who wants to be successful has to be prepared to live a life of austerity at some point. Oh, mm-hmm. um, but it's interesting because that's the that's the hook, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the very thing the very thing that we seek, which is love, that we we get a version of here, mm-hmm. we we take, mm-hmm. and you talk about it in a way lower quality and all that stuff, but we take it. And then we fill as much of it into this cup as we can. Yet it's not enough because it's not even real. It's not real love. These people are just like living this shallow, fake life. It's very transactional. Yes. Yeah. Transactional. I I use that that. word. Transactional. A lot. I use it. Um, That's interesting that you said that. But anyway, so (laughs) we're, um, so I love that you're, you're going through this here and you're all aware of this at this young age. Mm -hmm. So, so you're, you're smart enough to know Uh, what's going on. Yep. And you kept on going. And I then, kept on going. Now we're at like 14, 15, 15, 16. Kept going. And you've been there, done that. Been there, done that. Okay. And then grandmother gets diagnosed. Ah, so there's the universe saying something to you now. Oh, 100%. You think I, but so? I do. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't listen. Oh. I didn't listen. I, I allowed her sickness to take control of my emotions. I allowed that. I became angry. Mm-hmm. I became so angry. Why would you be angry? Why her? Why her? Mm-hmm. Why her? She loves me. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't it be somebody else? The one, the one person that you attached to your And I was angry. I was so angry. And there was a lot of family fighting going on at the time, which angered me even more. How mm-hmm. can we fight? Mm-hmm. Grandma's dying. Mm-hmm. How can we fight? And it went on for about but 10 years. it's a years. coping mechanism it is. sometimes. You call it what? Maladaptive? Yeah. I learned so much from her from these <laughs> yes. cool words. I know. Like maladaptive. I use that now sometimes. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so smart. So it's, it's maladaptive. I might not use it in and context, like, but I sound really yeah, smart when I use it. It was maladaptive. But did I use it right here? Not really, not but really. I'll give you that. I don't want to say anything, but yeah. Okay, fine, but, fine. Yeah. So that was not maladaptive behavior that they're fighting over the grandmother dying? It's... It's more of out of they lack control over what's happening. Absolutely. So people okay. will turn to fight or they'll turn to like withdraw and like disassociate from people. So it's more of not having the skills to be able to manage the big emotions and the big problems that come with an ailing parent or an ailing mm-hmm. grandparent. And, mm-hmm. and then rather than look internally at their own discomfort and what they're going through and how that manifests in their behaviors and thoughts, actions, and words, they then, you're the problem. Absolutely. You always, you never. And that's what you see happen in families. It's a lot a of lot. projection. It's right? all projection. It's a lot of, yeah. I know I'm suffering, but I'm just going to turn it into something else. Yeah. As opposed to saying, listen, I'm sad. So you're the 16-year-old kid. 16. You're popular. Popular. You're um, living like, a decent life, yep. like, you know, like suburban. Know. Absolutely. My, you, you know, my parents, they did, you know, they worked hard. They didn't always have everything, but they worked hard. Right. And I was, you know, my and parents gave me what I needed. My, grandpa, my grandmother who what loved a beautiful, me. Like, beautiful life. Okay. But I. So there's a little friction going on. Mm-hmm. But the, but the, what happens is obviously it's a big deal because she's the matriarch. Mm-hmm. Right. She is like the one that holds everybody absolutely. together. Yeah. And she carries all of this. Um, on her and it's her pleasure to serve right to do this for her family but maybe leads her to now this sort of phase that she's at and now you're angry 
what, angry. Like, like are you, so when you're, when you're angry about this, um, I'd love to understand a little bit more because my, I had the same thing kind of happen in my life as well. And I had a lot of anger as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, with me, it was my mother. With you, it was your grandma. My, my grandmother also died, but she died after my mother. Um, and when you have all this anger that you're going through, right? You, you, you now have to find a place, a way to kind of like, right? Got so it. you're looking at targets to send it on. Mm-hmm. Is that, that Absolutely. And, and you're I, a smart girl, so you know how to. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it, uh, <laughs> it, wasn't, you, it wasn't always. Are you okay to. Uh, I was. Uh, it was a dark 10 years, let's just say that. Well, so I, 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 I promised really you, I promised you like about the dark part. So, so you don't have to get into details no. of what the darkness looked like. I think for right, me it was, I abused, like I was drinking. I was, again, I was with men that I thought loved me, didn't like me. They didn't love me. They didn't care for who I was. They just, they thought I was cool and that was it. And right. it was bad relationship after bad relationship, parents screaming at you saying, what are you doing to your life? You're going to, you know, you're going to fall and, you know, trying to be there for me at the same, that's what they're trying to do. The but parents. I don't see that at the again. time. Okay. At the time I'm thinking, what do you see? Why are you, why are you nagging? Why are you yeah. yelling at me and screaming really? at me? Why can't you just that grab me and lo- or just love mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. hug me and say, everything's going to be okay. I didn't feel like I had that because again, I was not being a good daughter. I don't. I didn't see that then. I see that now after my breaking. I wasn't being a good daughter because I was coming home with baggage. But you were doing your best. I was. Yeah, right. I was seventeen, on, and I was yeah, a 17. lot. It was a lot going on. I was doing my best, but I. I think I had a lot of anger toward them as well. Like what else could you have done? Followed my intuition and got out of all of that. Now, was your intuition still at 17 even speaking to you? It went away for a bit. Yeah. It did. Because you would have suppressed it for so long. I suppressed it, so it went away for a few Because it is like that. Like the the, the candle, they say, right? It was gone. Oh, it it wasn't there. It it doesn't go out right away. It just like loses oxygen. And then you don't realize when it turned off, but it turned off. Complaining about little things. Getting into arguments with family and friends, right. just not caring for other people's feelings, right. just ta- not taking care of my mind, body, and soul at all. You know what I find awesome, amazing is that so there is a point. You call it the dark period. Mm-hmm. So the light is off. The light. But what are I off. think is so cool is today we're talking to you, and the light is bright oh, as ever. So, so I can't wait to get to the like all so from bright. there to there. But that's the point is that. You have a, you start from a point that's very bright, like mm-hmm. uh, the mud pie. The magic. I won't forget about the mud pie and the old soul, right? The old soul. So you start the out magic. with the mud pie. Then you go into this, mm, it seems like some choices are outside of your control, mm-hmm. like for so many of us. Mm-hmm. And then some choices are right there inside of our control. And we make the wrong decision constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's not one wrong decision. It's a it's a series. series. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we compound it and we compound it and we compound it. And then the light goes off. Now, question for you. When the light goes off, because I've, I've been there. Um, did you know that I'm not, that there's no voice not, not in the beginning, to me? no. Okay. No. no. Yeah. You know? I did not. There was, Nor did I. I didn't know. No. Yeah. I don't think any of us ever did. I was, well, it was like a, I wasn't even... Almost felt empty. Mm. Yeah, I didn't of feel of anything. Right, I didn't feel sadness. I, mm. I came to a point, 
It didn't happen until my grandmother actually passed. Okay. Is when I, so for 10 years I watched her suffer. Mm-hmm. I just didn't do what I should. I, I was in a not the great place. Right. She passed. That was it. It was off. off. The light was off. The light then? was off. Because she's like your, your original source. She was you still there, as, right? Yeah. Even though yeah. she was suffering, her laughs, her jokes. She's still there. Still she would still hug there. you. Oh, I saw yeah. her all the time. I was there. From 16 to 26? Absolutely. I was there. Yeah. I was there with her. I was sat with her. I, you know, I would talk to her. But it started to fade, right? Okay. The cancer took control and she just, she was in bed for the last year. And my darkness, there was absolutely no light. I was lost. I didn't feel anything. That's interesting. Yeah, my mother was my light as well. So it's it, like I can understand. What I uh, what I wonder about is if someone were to have met you at, say, 18 or 21, would they know this about you, that you had like this emptiness no. in you? Right. Oh, my gosh, so that's, no. Yeah. So now I what carried I, that's the, my life so well. So you know what a, a light, a, a lit up life looks like or should look like. And that's what you just show everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to university. I went, you know, I was becoming a teacher. I was yeah. doing great, yeah. you know. Nobody getting married, getting married. <laughs> oh, nobody right. thought, you know. My gosh, Vanessa going through that? No way. I would always be the psychologist huh. for everyone, talk to people's problems. Like you knew, right? Like what they should be doing. Oh my gosh! Meanwhile, to yourself, times, really. A lot of times, the person I was helping was going through the exact same thing as I was, hmm. and I. And you're help. able to tell them, I can help them what they could think. I couldn't help myself. Really, could not even. I was completely lost. I also find that interesting that even on your way, when you would say the light's going out in you, you're, you're lighting other people. Isn't that so like amazing that even while we're doing that, that's why I told you at the very beginning that you might not even know it, but you're helping people by just having this conversation with us. And, you know, you don't even know who they are, but like along your way with all the struggles, with all the imperfections, all the things that you're doing wrong, mm-hmm. your light going out, you're, you're lighting, lighting the way for others. That's crazy. That's your magic, oh, I guess. I, I, it's that's my magic, and I I did it for my you know when I had gotten married, I did it for my husband who went through a lot, and I helped him through it. And at the same time, I was I was in darkness. So, would you say like there was something special about you, or do you think a lot of people are like this? <sighs> I think a lot of people. Are I think like a lot this. of people are, and I think we're also good at meeting the needs of others, others. before we meet the needs of ourselves. Self love, right? So we know how to nurture and take care of others. And what they need and how to guide them and help them. But we're never taught or even have a conversation about that comes from within first. Mm -hmm. You have to love yourself and be strong for yourself to truly do that. And you see this in my profession a lot. And you you would probably see it in teaching as well, too, is this. These are people that go into helping professions Mm -hmm. because we truly have a passion for helping and wanting to be there for people. But we're also on the same side of that, flip side of that coin, Super we're the worst at taking care of ourselves sometimes. So. It's our way of fixing ourselves. Right. We can't fix, I can't fix me. But I'm going to so fix I you. you fi- I can help fix you. Yeah. Well, come on. Yeah. Really? Could you say that to someone? I, no. I can't no. Fix, right. It's not authentic. No, it's not, so it's not authentic. Real. It's, it's not. not real. But you and, did actually, even in that unauthentic self mode, yeah. we're able to help you. And you further burn out from doing that because then you're just tired and you become depleted from giving I'm to others. I'm very sensitive with energy and, yeah. I, and I was taking it out on people who were amazing to me and I shouldn't have. I was in a dark place helping other people but going home and then taking it out on my husband. Mm-hmm. Angry. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. It's just, it's <laughs> just there. there. <laughs> but again, 
That's not the that disconnect. Was, that's disconnect. Yeah. That was my, it's my journey. And he's part of that journey. And, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful that he stood by me in such dark times. And he was there. And he, times he had to pull me off the ground because I was, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to go with the day because I was so sad. So you were married before 26 something? Yeah. I got okay. married very Just young. Just trying to piece it together. <laughs> in my I was 24 mind. when I got married. So, yeah, I was pretty young. Wow. So, time. like, 24, it's, um, I was married early 20s as well. But what's interesting is that you just said you're married at 24 and 26 is when the light goes completely out. So usually the first few years of, um, you know, marriage, it's, it's like, all, you know, yeah. rah, 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 the honeymoon phase it's my, and all that, that was stuff. the fake persona, right? Right. Mm. So that's the guy he marries. I, I got to meet him now. Because so, <laughs> he always saw the magic. It was there. Okay. I didn't see it. Okay. But he tells me, he says, you, like were, your grandma. you were on fire. You were magical. Mm. I was like, no way. Mm said, yes, you got off, the, you you know, you would lay down for three days. Sometimes, you know, I would shut off. Sure. But you got up. Right. Yeah. You kept getting up. So even though I thought I was in darkness, I actually wasn't. There was strength. Well, that's was a thing, still, yeah. We feel like we're in the dark mm-hmm. because that's what I see. But on his perspective, it was, but you still got up. Mm-hmm. Even though you were in the dark, you still got up. Mm-hmm. So there was something it's that metamorphosis, still, right? right? Yeah, There's, like, yeah. it's... What got you up? Yeah. So where was the shift to come out of the darkness? Because you were sitting in it. Like, what was for me the moment? Well, my darkness was for until I okay, was. Okay, let's back up. Sorry, mm. your mother, your grandmother. I want to talk about her for a second, if it's okay with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. So because you said so, she's the my last year. Last year, and she, you know by then, because in our case, like we're told, she, okay, like well, months, she. But. She knew. Oh, she knew. I knew the day before she passes when she had that conversation with me. That Okay, what conversation? The, a big conversation of just what she wished she ha- would have done or what she, you know, what she wants from me. You know, do this and I hope, you know, I want you to be happy and find your, find that light inside of you. Your magic. Remember your magic. And I... Hey, just hold on. I still want to stay there a second because you... Describe this to me. Was it at her place? Was it at, it was your at her place? place? So you go from where so you were. Where I was. I would, yep. We would go there a lot to okay. take care of her. We were okay. caregivers. Okay. My mother, my father, and my uncle. And I went a lot just because I loved her and I wanted okay. to be there. Um, and she. So you like, spend time with her sometimes talking. Yep. There was times where it was hard for me. And I, I don't regret it. I did. At the time, I regretted it not being more. I should have been there more. Oh, sure. Of course. Right? Yeah. Sure. Of course. But there were times where I was... It's just so hard. It was so hard. And I was in like university you you trying to... Didn't, didn't need this now, right? Like, right. it's too much. Right. To, to trying face, right? to graduate university, yeah. trying to get my this, trying to do this. There's yeah. so much going on. And and I was in the darkness mm-hmm. at the same time. So Did I'm, you find ever yourself appealing to, like, distracting yourself to not think about stuff? Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. What that would you was, do to distract yourself? For me, yourself? at the dark time, was alcohol. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, I got it. Yeah. I would have, I would drink. It would help me. Well, I thought it was Right, healthy. of course. Yeah. That's, the, but it that's, the, that's the point It brought it. me to my breaking point. Okay. I wasn't taking care of myself. So that's like a brewing storm. And your your grandmother's getting sicker and sicker. And you're obviously, you're aware I'm, of this. I'm aware that she's going to pass. You see like an end coming. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's what you just don't want to talk Her about conversa- right now. You don't that last see. conversation, I knew she was going to pass within the next day or two. Right. I felt it. Just her t- 
talk with me. And was it like a weekend or not like a? I wanna. I don't remember the actual day. Um, I just remember. You know, it's crazy. You block a lot of that out of your mind. I just remember crying a lot on the couch upstairs in her in her in her house because she had just passed, and all I could think about is the conversation that we had and what I was going to do with this conversation. But again, I, I pushed it away. That was my sign. Mm-hmm. The universe was giving me a sign. Wake up. Get out. You can do this. And I did not listen. And I went further down, deep, deep, <laughs> deep, where I shut everybody out. I just, I wasn't doing, my, I didn't talk to my husband. You know, my parents and I was a little bit here and there, but it was, it's a dark time. And I would go out a lot, drank a lot, didn't take care of myself. I don't even think I drank water for days. Mm-hmm. So the conversation that you had with your grandmother, like this is the, the game changer. The conversation that happened that happened with my grandmother turned out that six months after that, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, can you share what you had in that conversation? I'm so like intrigued by it. But there's, if, if you can, there's you can. some things I don't know if I could share, but her way, her, the way she was, her treatment, mm-hmm. everything about her treatment, everything that happened within the 10 years, her seeing my darkness, she saw. And she almost said, Vanessa, wake up. Like, this is it. How did she say that? Exactly like that. In oh, the, and it, I mean, she, she spoke in it. Italian, but she was saying, you know, wake up. This is for you. This is your time to wake up. Be happy. How did she say to you? Like, was she yelling at you? She wasn't yelling at you. No, she wasn't yelling. It came, you can see, she would struggle with her words because the cancer had taken over. She Mm. barely could move. But it was more like, you know, you're loved. I love you. Mm. You're always going to be my Vanessa, my bunny. She used to call me bunny. That was my nickname. Mm. It was my family, bunny. Just be strong and ask questions. Always ask questions. Don't just do things mm. because other people tell what I've been doing, right? She says this to you. Oh, yeah. Don't just do things because people tell you to. Even if these people are top. And I'm like, at the time, I didn't know. I knew. I know now. Always question and never take less. Always know you're magical. Always know you're special and fight. And that was the universe. That was whatever you want to say, the creator saying, wake up. Did she know all this other background to you, though? No. So she didn't she know all it. of that. She felt it. Yeah. And she would say that. She to saw. You. She felt it, but she didn't know. A lot of people didn't know. You think she didn't know? I think she knew. I think she knew. I think she knew a lot more than I give think. her credit for. Probably. Oh yeah. yeah. She could feel it. She was like me. I was very sensitive to energy. Right. I'd walk in the last you know few years, and it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. You could feel it. I walk in a room. I try brighten up that room, but I wasn't doing that. And she saw that. Ask questions. Ask questions. Be courageous. You know, be be you. Be magical, Vanessa. And again, always think critically. In her, I mean, in her in her ways of saying it. You know, tell me her way of saying it. Is what she's saying in Italian. She's saying in Italian. It's very hard when you're translating. Oh, I'm not very good at speaking. I can understand. I just want to feel the moment. It was just like she, you know, she just said. I mean, she swore a couple times. That's what makes it real. She had it. You know, you don't. You know, listen to those people if they tell you this and you do that and. She knew. She goes, I know you. And you, you, you know, I worry. She always said, I worry about you. Hmm. I worry about you. 
And that ended when she, you know, the next day. I wasn't there when she took her last breath. Mm. I was, I went after. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, what does she mean? She worries about me. What's going to happen? <laughs> you know, you start to think. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, I didn't listen. Mm -hmm. I went dark, deep, deep, deep mm -hmm. to that, to the point where it was, I don't even think I slept. There was days I wouldn't sleep. I'd be up for three, four days. Adrenaline, caffeine, Red Bulls, whatever yeah. would give me energy, right. right? I always wanted to chase, right? I wanted that that thrill. Like, I wanted to do this. I want to do that. I, you know, I would get lots of tattoos because of that feeling. Mm -hmm. And there was that feeling behind when you get a tattoo. It was like this... Adrenaline rush. Adrenaline really? rush. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. And then... You're just constantly, it sounds like you're, correct me if I'm wrong, like you're masking oh, what you're masking feeling my, through I was, behaviors and external ventures. Going right? out, partying, yeah. drinking, staying up all night. You know. You're married at this point. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. So I'm inter what, what's interesting to me is that uh, there's no shortage of stuff like that. No. To, to, isn't that interesting? Like there's always, it's easy to, it's easy to access. Um, it's Plentiful. Uh, and it's, all, it's socially encouraged. It's socially encouraged, my friends. <laughs> yeah. And that's the hard part. Is the is great the, marketing, gotta say. You give it to them for that. Yeah, right? yeah they do. nailed it that way. You do, but it's um it's out there and it's yeah. the answer's like not in said, the bottle. <laughs> many no. of alcoholics have heard say that. The answer yes, is the not, answer is not in I the drank bottle. as many bottles as I could to look to that, that bottom answer, for the answer. Like, Where but is the it ain't in the bottle. It's a snow cookie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it was like, it's forbidden to me to, to, to drink. But I mean, so I just like, it was one of those things. So I never got to experience that. But I mean, I think it should be forbidden for a lot no, of Yeah. Saying, but so I, I, I can't relate to that. So I'm just trying to understand it because from those who I hear it from, it's a magnet. You, what, What's amazing to me in your situation is how, and that's what I want to start getting to next was how you you gain control again and how you start to break that cycle because what I've learned in my bad habits is that that's the hardest thing to break forget good habits yeah. the bad habits are like the work so you're now stuck and it's spiraling and it's uh it spirals yeah. faster and faster and oh faster and the thing of it and then you is, go is even right? if something's bad for us, yeah. or uncomfortable, or we're not getting the rewards or what we need from it, we find comfort in it because it's familiar, right? So even if, if it is a bad habit, we find comfort in the familiarity of the bad habit. I think it's also the accepting yeah. part. You're right. accepted. Yeah. Right? You're drinking. That's You're drinking your problems yeah. away. It feels good. And you're craving attention. And you get attention that you shouldn't be getting attention and from. And it's just this... You know, love me. I'm here. Love me. This bottle loves me. You know, this loves me. This cigarette loves me. And not taking care of myself, not eating well. That was a big thing. I wasn't eating properly. I wasn't eating. There was days I wouldn't eat. So I thought, hey, I'm not. I'm, I'm skinny. Feel great. <laughs> yeah. Thought, you know, sure. I'm pride. And the world will tell you, like, you're skinny. Oh, yeah. And da, 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 amazing, yeah. right? I fit into awesome skinny jeans. I looked great. Yeah. People down the street would whistle. Yeah, yeah. Look how beautiful you are. Right. But I didn't feel beautiful. I felt horrible. And, and But all of that continues to be like this magnet, right? Actually, so when I talk to some people, this is friends or whatever, she's the expert, but we would just talk as friends, right? And, and obviously, you're a great friend to people. But the point is, is that I would say 
because I'm trying to get, I was trying to get myself to understand that I was actually in control. And so what I would say, I don't know if this is right, but I would say you're so powerful that when you create it, like where you are, I always say where you are is a result of choices you've made. That means you chose to be here knowingly, unknowingly. You are so smart. You are so powerful that when you created the state of yourself, you actually created locks on doors and you actually found ways to anchor yourself. So then when you Mm -hmm. want to get out from your present self, your past self knew that you would want to do this Mm -hmm. and found ways to lock you in so that you can start understanding that it's not somebody else. It's not some bottle, but it's actually an old version of you. That's all you're up against. And that's all you got to be. That's it. Mm -hmm. It's actually you who put you here. Mm -hmm. And you are so smart that you locked yourself in. Mm -hmm. You convinced I yourself and you walked you made, in yeah. and you threw like you're like, I and I know you and I'm not going to let you out because this <laughs> is the, the one because this is the one I'm choosing. You know, like that's how I powerful agree. we are when we make a choice. This is why I say we're magical. Mm-hmm. It had to so happen I see that it like way. That. And then at some point in time, because then that then comes the ownership part that, oh, wait, Absolutely. this is my decision. I can own. And then things happen after that. But so back to you, though, like, so you're in this dark place that, uh, like, when does it start, like, shifting on you? Just like when you were, like, you remember when you were four and seven, you found a shift? <clears throat> so now when you're here, 26. I didn't find it. Huh. What? It didn't, it didn't, it didn't, I wasn't waking up. I didn't look at any of the signs. There was plenty signs, plenty of signs, and I pushed them away while I had my cigarette crying my eyes out that, why is this happening? Right. And I remember, I remember Exactly. I was living in Toronto. I was on my balcony and it was, I would say maybe a week before I was diagnosed and I'm on the balcony and I'm crying and I got a cigarette. So a smoker, a smoke in my hand and I'm crying and saying, just give me a sign. What am I, I need, I need your help. Creator, universe, I need your help because I'm not doing well with my life. I need your help. And crazy enough, a week later, I was sitting in a doctor's chair being diagnosed with breast cancer. And you go, thanks. Thanks. Now this this is going to make it all better. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I mean, now, yeah, I think I thank the creator. I thank the universe for sitting in that chair and being diagnosed because. What? Seriously? Yeah. But that was your rock bottom. That was my breaking. When you were there, when you got your your news. I was alone. Yeah, but then at that moment, are you saying thank you? Or are you no. saying now this? No. Why me? Right. Why again? So why me? My grandmother just died six months ago. Give me a break. Right. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, really? And I. So it's still not occurring to you at this no, point? No. I completely shut down for three full days. Nobody could even speak to me. I wanted to be left alone for three full days. And I did a lot of whys. Why? Why? Hmm. How come? Why is this happening? You know, the questions, why is this happening? What if? What if, you know, did I, did I cause this? Mm-hmm. I, I did. I, I talked to myself and said, did I cause this? Mm-hmm. I didn't listen. It wasn't taking care of myself. Of course, this is going to happen. And I, after the third day, it was like, well, come on, uh, get up. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, right? It's that three days of, of, Hitting the breaking where you realize, no, this is the sign that you asked for. You asked for this. 
And then I read back my all my journals. I asked for it all the time. My journals, please, universe, give me the sign on what I need to do in my life. Be there. I don't, you know, help me. And it's like the universe was trying this whole time. And I locked myself up. I wasn't, but I had to, right? I had to get that breaking point to have this light. I feel like I'm walking in this light all the time. Why? Because of that breaking point where I, I say I died and came back. That's how I, what I feel like. Um, I, that you know, version of you died. Yeah. Oh yeah. The version yeah. Of, of that non-magical person completely died. There's a lot of people, I think even sometimes there's a parallel universe that can start there too. Mm-hmm. Where you lock yourself up and you oh, don't ask why. Absolutely. And you don't think you go another absolutely. way. Abs- if my grandmother hadn't had that conversation with me, I don't know if I would have fought. I might have given up, made fear take control of me. And a lot of times that's where it goes with cancer. It's the fear, right? That fear. You're told you have cancer. That C word is whoa. like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And I, I remember in that chair feeling that way until I had to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You remember grandma said, ask questions, fight, mm-hmm. keep going. This is it. This is it, Vanessa. You've got to fight. You are not dying. Absolutely not. I told myself I was not going to die. I will do anything to make sure I fight. And I always said I want to help other people. I want to help other people get through this because it it can get dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That word is a very, it's a scary word. Every one of us have had experience with it, right? Whether with ourselves or family, like some of us, yeah. And it's, it was within that moment. I remember being on the bed and just looking out. I was living in Toronto at the time looking out on my balcony in the bed, seeing this window, and just, it was raining. I'll never forget, it was raining. It was just torrential downpour. And I said... Which is another form of blessing. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anyway. I know. <laughs> and I said, oh my gosh, I, I, I got to get out of this bed. Because if I don't get out of this bed today, I'm probably not going to survive this. It was like that day. That one day. That was, if I don't get out of this bed, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Will I end up like my grandmother? You know, yeah. what, well, because you can what, see your future when you hit that bottom sometimes. Oh, it's absolutely. Like a, it's like you it's see like yourself. Yeah, right? you see years and flashes of what could be when you've hit that bottom. And you're like, oh, that's what this feels like, or yeah. that's where this could go. But <laughs> like when, when my blueberry incident, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, it, I right? couldn't physically get off the ground, but. You're like, that's where you make the choice. Made that choice yeah. that third day. It was raining. My, I remember my husband was working. It was by myself in my um, apartment. And I just said, no. This is- so you're, uh, you're fatigued, oh, right? Yeah. You're, I'm exhausted. Um, you're emotionally, spiritually, physically at your worst point. Mm-hmm. Pushed your husband to the side. Right. Pushed my husband to the side. So resources Pushed my parents low. to the side. Yeah. The source, the grandmother is it's now gone. 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 I have not. At the time, I think I have nothing. I have no one. So when somebody feels that they have nothing, the next question comes is like, what are your chances now? Mm. Get that feeling? Oh, yeah. So that was my second day. (laughs) (laughs) That was the second day. But it's true. I had those days, right? That second day was, who's going to, what am I going to do? I have no one. I pushed everyone away. There's no way. 
There's no way out. There's no way. Exactly. How am I going to fight? Who's going to fight alongside with me? Right. Can't do this alone. Okay. Little little me. Little mud pie Vanessa. She's going to do this alone. Right. Shut down for the day. Still shut down for that day. Oh, Leave okay. me alone, everyone. Okay. I just want to be alone. Okay. Yeah. But then that third day with the rain, something, I don't know what it was. I, I, I heard my grandmother in my head, you know, you're strong. You ask questions. Don't give up. And I thought, oh, my. It clicked. She was prepping me. That was prep. Mm-hmm. She knew inside that I wasn't going to learn probably from that day and that this was going to happen. It's prepping. And I, I, it's, I don't, I, I can't even explain that energy that I received that day where I just shot out of bed, literally jumped out of bed. And that was the very first day of me training for marathons. I trained that day. I said, I'm going to run. I'm just going to run. I don't know where I'm going to go. Were you a runner before? I never was a runner before. Never ran. I just walked. I loved walking. I said, I'm going to run. Got my running shoes on. (laughs) Got dressed. In the rain. In the rain. No, you didn't go out in the rain. I did go in the rain. It stopped raining. And I'll tell you the story. I I was lived on Lakeshore. Come on. Oh, I did. I was like, I'm going outside. (laughs) I know, right? I was alone. I was alone. Everyone is. I said, I'm going for this run. I don't know how I was going. This is like the Forrest Gump movie. I'm going to run. I'm going to run. Because I remember I was just, I was teaching, um, high school at the moment and i was doing a um a spec spec ed class and we were talking special education we were talking about running we were talking about running and actually it was called team unbreakable and it was that's crazy how how running helps mental health and i remember saying okay running helps mental health i'm very going through a really hard time right now i'm gonna go run Mm. and i ran down the lake shore and when i got to the end the sun i remember just the sun just shining down and I thought, I remember just bawling my face off right at Lakeshore by myself. People probably were like, what is going on here? Crying and feeling this sense of power. Right. Ran back. And that was it. I started running. Helped me so much. The running made me feel like I had, my magic was coming back. And it really did help. Infused in you by your grandmother. Absolutely. And just when the, I, not even just the thought of your grandmother. Just Forget the like the presence of her physically. Just the spiritual, like. And I, I, you know, I had to have some operations to remove the cancer. And I thank that doctor so much for helping me get through, you know. And then I went on my own healing journey and uh, everything started to become clear. My relationships were getting better. I was how, so how much, much time better. How this now? Like, we're so I would say. Like, so I would say I got, so I was diagnosed in July um, and I had a few operations. And then for about a year before I got pregnant with my daughter, oh, I wasn't supposed to have kids. They had oh, told yeah, me I could never have never. kids. But a year after, a little less than a year after, I got pregnant with my daughter. Do you know how many times I hear that story? I know. Because I, I my fear was gone. Mm. I had no fear. I knew I wasn't going to die. I remember telling my parents, no, I'm, I'm not dying. Hmm. Oh, I'll be here. Hmm. I know I'm going to be here. And what helped a lot was meditation. Mm-hmm. Taking the time for self-care. Making sure that I fed my mind, body, and soul. Because unfortunately, we're not, it's so disconnected, mind, mm-hmm. body, and soul. When you go see a doctor, it's about your body. But what, you, you have this lifestyle already designed around the first part, mm-hmm. the middle part, let's just say. The, the, the dark part, like, mm-hmm. you know, where you... So what did you have? You had to do something. You had to craft. You have to design an architect, a schedule. You had mm-hmm. to do these things. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 
So I, it didn't just happen yeah, automatically. No, no, I knew that so I you had started to, running and then I started yeah. running and I knew I had to, I wanted to do a holistic approach. I wanted to take a different approach to my healing and I knew it was going to be hard work. Where'd you find the time to even think about all this when this is all happening? When she's running. When I'm running. <laughs> oh. Running and meditating. It's very true. Yeah. When okay. I ran, when I would yeah. run, okay. I would. So running able, is not just running. No, it was meditative. It was yeah. my meditative time okay. where I thought, okay, so what's next? What am I going to do? So that's when you started to make your plans. I'm making my plans. Okay. okay I'm going to call my doctors. Um, I'm going right. to call doctors around the world to right. ask their opinions. Right. I'm going to get a second opinion. I'm going to get a third opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quit smoking. No, I'm not drinking anymore. That's for sure. Mm. I ate very clean. I got off a lot. I would have no sugars, no, you know, no dairy. I just, I juiced every day. I had a, you know, I had, I went to see a naturopath and they gave me a very good regime to follow. But my biggest thing, and I say is that I let go of fear. I was not afraid of of dying. Of fear of dying. Okay. I wasn't afraid to die, but I knew in my heart I wasn't going to die. Although I was told I was going to die, mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to die. I sat in that chair and the doctor said, okay, this is bad cancer. You know, mm-hmm. this, is the, this is the most invasive. It's going to spread. We have to, you know, this is not good. Mm-hmm. I said, no, it's good. I'll be okay. And what do you mean? Mm-hmm. No, no. You, this is, I said, no, trust me. I'm going to be okay. You, I did. No, I'm going to be okay. But why did you feel so confident? How did you feel so confident? You hear all these other stories and your grandmother passes away of cancer. My grandmother's where conversation. Get, where do you get the gall to say that to a doctor? My grandmother's conversation. I knew I knew that I was going to be okay because she had said, fight. Stand your truth. That's all you have to do. And that was enough for you. For me, that was enough because I started to see the changes mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. by running, taking mm-hmm. care of myself, loving me, self-care, mm-hmm. meditation. For me, it was meditation and prayer and letting go of things that didn't serve me. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of things that didn't serve me, things and people. Mm-hmm. I had to let go. And when I started to see, when I started to let go, I started to see things change. So pause one second. Mm-hmm. Because when you say let go, you make it sound like, oh, you just let go. Because when we no, try it's to hard let work. go, it, is. Right, it hangs on to us. It hangs on. So, like, we need to clarify a couple of things because yeah. you just skip over that. Yeah, you just let go. <laughs> just let go. Yeah, you, skip the yeah, 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 Just let go. It's easy. You know, I'm cured. So, letting go is the, some of the hardest stuff to do because it's dynamic. You don't just say, "Okay, I'm letting go of you," because the other person can say, "Well, I'm not letting go of you or it or whatever." Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I think for me, it was the letting go didn't happen right away. It mm-hmm. was curing, my, healing myself from within. That little girl, that mud pie Vanessa, yeah. who didn't feel loved all those years, right. wasn't anybody. So that, that was, was step fault. one. That was step one. Okay, because you can't do everything right in no. one move. Step so one step was one. loving myself. Okay, that's step one. Loving who I was <laughs> right. took a while, but ultimately I had to love who I was. So when you say it took a while, since it's, it's step overnight. one, since it's step one, it's really important, right? Yeah. Um, when you say it took a while, what do you mean? You don't, you don't say to yourself, okay, love yourself, move on. What does no, that even mean? It took many days of looking in the mirror and saying, you're beautiful. You are worthy. I love who you are. Mm-hmm. Seeing the strength, mm-hmm. that's what made me love myself. How strong I was to question, to ask why, mm-hmm. how come, what is the next step? Getting those opinions from all over the world, different doctors, <laughs> finding my strength within, you know, how can I heal myself at home? What can I do here? 
you know, I know there's my doctor side of it, but what can I do here? <coughs> what am I bringing what energetically I, to exactly. this? Right? And for me, meditation every day for hours. I would just have to. So this is not while you're running. You you're, could you're do carving it. out hours out of your day. So I, I did. You, how do you make hours? And I took a life? few months off from okay. work. Um, it was summer, so oh. I didn't wasn't teaching at the time. I did go back in September right away, but I was off. I was I was lucky to have all of July and all of August off to really focus on what I needed, what my soul needed. What if you weren't a teacher? Would you, you still got to. You would have to find those times for the self-love and the self. Because I, I didn't end. September mm-hmm. came. I had to go back to school. Right. And I still continued. Right. I made sure that within my day that I was going to take care of myself. Yeah. Often we leave ourselves How do you make sure off. within your day? I had to. You have to build it in. You do it in the I, morning. You do it at for night. Me it you schedule it? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I only okay. had alarms. Oh, so, so yeah. I'm wondering. Drink your water. Okay, can you give me some details? Drink your please. water, Vanessa. Okay. <laughs> Take your vitamins, Vanessa. Don't forget the juice in the fridge, Vanessa. Right. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. But again, I couldn't let that control me either. Mm-hmm. Because I know, I have experience with somebody who passed away last year, who unfortunately, it was all she did. Right. Again, it was that fear. Yeah, because that's oh my what God, I'm going to die. So I right. have to juice. I have to do this. And she was so obsessive over the lifestyle. Right. We can't do that. Right. We are human. Mm-hmm. We are going to fall. Mm-hmm. You might have to still go out with your friends. You might want to drink a glass of wine. Doesn't mean you're going to die. You have to understand that it's okay to fall. Falling helps you it's come back again. part of getting up the hill. Exactly. Yeah. So although I was running and meditating, there was days where I didn't want to do any of it. But those were the days that I were I was in bed. So you were not afraid. The, the thing is, it's like it's like simultaneous, right? Like you got to be not afraid. Like you, you almost accept it if it's going to happen, whatever. But I'm not afraid of it like anymore. You, exactly what you yeah. you have to accept the fact that this is real. Yeah, this is happening. Right. I have the breast cancer. I have to figure it out. But I'm not going to let it control who I am because that fear that I take in today is going to only make it worse for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I can't worry about tomorrow. I can only worry about right now. And right now I can control. You know what I find mm-hmm. most interesting is that you're the same person who had the fear, you said it earlier, fear of being left out of a mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. Not being invited to Absolutely. a party. Absolutely. That person, that same person <clears throat> who is afraid of missing out, as they call it, is mm-hmm. that fear of missing yeah. out? Is not afraid of death? Mm-hmm. The same person. The same person. And that is from healing yourself within. So you, you got step one out of the way. And that's like, like you put that as step one. Is loving yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't have the love for yourself, you're not going to drink your, your water. Right? Yeah. You're not going to juice. You Where's your motivation, motivation right? Mm-hmm. When you have that love or work toward it, yeah. right? I'm not not going to. I think just, it's an ongoing well, process. Well, it's ongoing. Yeah. and it's it's crazy that we are talking today because, again, I asked the universe for some help because I've been falling a little, and this came. This is this is it. This was universe helping me out again. Talking about it is helping me realize I got to take care of myself again. I'm falling, and when we when I fall now, I'm so sensitive to it. I can feel it. Oh, Vanessa, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't do that, and you talk it to creeps, yourself. Right? Oh, it, it creeps, creeps right? especially with everything going on in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, you know, I can go home and I can drink my glass of wine and sit in bed and cry, or I can say snap out of it and I can come here today and tell my story and hopefully help other people that are suffering or. 
or having that fear or that pain. And this is helping me. Mm -hmm. It really is. I feel blessed to share this space with all of you because it's that me asking the creator in the universe, please help me. I'm falling again. And then Trina called me, hey, you want to do a podcast (laughs) about your journey? I said, whoa. So now when the universe kind of gives you a sign, you're like, you're not going to wait. I'm not waiting. For it to scream at you. I'm not waiting for the cancer to come. Because cancer, we can all can all come to us i mean it's there well we all have it yeah we all have absolutely but that that switch is what happens and when we don't take care of our mind body and soul i like to say that all the time because we often we We separate separate them them, and i do believe that's why we don't heal properly Mm. is because our soul is disconnected from our mind and body Mm. and it's not Mm. it's all together when you heal your body you need to be healing your soul you could juice every day Mm. but if you don't love yourself that juice ain't going to help you. Mm-hmm. When you look at that juice and you're grateful for that juice, gratitude, right? I would wake up and say, thank you, God, for I got cancer. Mm-hmm. And my husband would be like, what are you thanking God for, for cancer? Mm-hmm. I said, because look how happy look at I the opportunity. am. Yeah. I'm so happy. I've never felt so, so happy in my life. I, I feel free. I feel, and, and people wouldn't understand that, but don't you have breast cancer? I said, no, I don't have it anymore. It was removed. But you're still a cancer patient. No, I'm not. Mm. I'm Do you not. know how they say, like, you know how they say, what is that? It's not positive people that are grateful. It's grateful people that are positive. Absolutely. Or something like yeah. that. That positivity is yeah. only because so I was grateful. Like you're being positive. No, I'm being grateful. No, I'm being yeah. grateful. I would right. wake up every morning and say, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for giving me the strength to fight. Yeah. Because some people don't have that strength, and I feel so lucky. So, do you to think it's like strength? Do you, do you really think it's that simple? Where mm-hmm. I actually do think it is that simple, but mm-hmm. I wonder what your perspective is. That just by changing it from a "why me" to a "thank you," my, my, do you really yeah, think it's that I do think I it's do. that simple. Yeah. Because we are all magical. Yeah. When we see ourselves as magical. We are magic. I don't need you to tell me I'm magical. I know I'm magical. When you see yourself as magical, you then become grateful. You are so grateful. I'm grateful for this magic. Thank you for this magic. Thank you for giving me this space that I feel so safe in. That practice changes. And I've done it with teaching. And I've seen a shift with my students. Yeah. Huge shift. Where in the beginning of the year, it's negativity. They bring in so much baggage from their home life to then in June where kids are skipping and thank you, you know, being grateful. And you see this change. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it doesn't always work, right? You're going to have other people that have a hard time with it. Mm -hmm. But just reminding them that you're not alone. I, too, have these feelings. I'm not this ray of sunshine every day. Mm-hmm. I have my fall points. Oh, you're not? No. <laughs> Should I just talk to your husband? Yeah, yeah. Okay. he'll Got tell it. you. Right. He will tell She's you. Like, you the mean, sun ain't always there. He's, oh, he's okay. definitely. You got to run to the end of Lakeshore, and it's <laughs> over there somewhere. Okay. Got it. But he, you know, it's it's true. It's that, and he, he'll even vouch for me to say, yeah, she, she falls. But now my fall, I don't, I'm not there for very long. Yeah. I mm. get up very quick. Why? Because it's constant work. And the longer you stay down, too, or let yourself stay down. The longer you will stay right? down. Yeah. Right? And try not to feel sorry for yourself. Because mm. woe is me, I tell you, doesn't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Didn't get me anywhere. Because everybody's going to have something. We all struggle. Yeah. All of us with something. Or we might struggle one day. It's going. It happens. Mm. 
or your it's like necessary it is to get mm-hmm. us to this point the yeah. struggle is what grow. helps us yeah. right i mean i'm so blessed to have found you know trina as and a me, friend of course. and you and <laughs> oh, absolutely okay. thank you and okay. this space and these beautiful no. people like this is so magical like you said in the beginning right technology and this is there's so much positive to it and we can share our stories without having to be in the same room as them and that's important mm-hmm. so one last thing to ask you um because you're so fortunate you had this like your grandma and not everybody has had that opportunity to have like that grandma around them. sometimes they didn't share the same timelines mm-hmm. or whatever right mm-hmm. so share your grandma with the world now but what's your what's like i think your grandma was not just there for you you would probably agree no she was there for for many um and her magic was always there as well and unfortunately um i think the fear is what took control of her do you think she still exists i do there you go i do i so, feel i can feel her right when i'm when i fall i feel her and my daughter so she's always shares there. that yeah. my daughter mm-hmm. shares the magic i can i see it in her eyes and that Her daughter old, is a little old soul. She's well. definitely an old soul and will have yeah. amazing conversations with you. And and I do believe the universe wants her here for whatever reason. She's going to be a little helper herself. And um, I'm excited to see her grow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the old souls, they go through a lot. Yeah. That, and I, my husband and I have that conversation next, about I think that's it. your next phase. And I, you think? It, it's true. Right? You're they rating do. yourself not for your fall down where you can pick yourself up, but now somebody else having to go through this in their version. Mm-hmm. And it's even harder to watch because <clears throat> you can talk about it with your son as well, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about it with our kids, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you're now, that, that's your like kind of next However, opportunity. However, I think if we, if we, that's going to be tough. Oh, it is. But I think the difference, if I can interject, is with her little one is her lessons that mm-hmm. she's learned I'm just focusing on the gratitude specifically. She's just a little, she's six, right? Mm -hmm. Six. She's, you already see that in her. Mm -hmm. She, she reminds people about gratitude. She, Mm -hmm. when she sees energy shifting in a room, she's like, Hey, let's all hold hands. Mm -hmm. Let's breathe. Let's meditate. This is a six year old introducing these concepts. So what I love about the concept of introducing gratitude is, it's contagious, right? Yes. Like that's already been, it's already been a, a, a shining light with your daughter that way is that she's out there doing that for other children and, and adults, forget children. <laughs> she does it for adults. But I think the shift is that I see with her little one with this kind of mindset coming in is that she looks at things through the lens of gratitude, not a lens of deficit. Yes. And I think that's the thing that's missing is we're always looking externally. We're always yeah. like, I don't have this. You have this. Yeah. I'm not good at this. It's You're good at this. comparing, right? We're always yeah. comparing our lifestyles, our, our thoughts, our feelings. And instead of just being grateful for what we what feel, we have. what we have. And, yeah. and I think a lot to do with that is also healing ourselves of right. our, I know many may not say it, but generational pain, right? Yeah. We, we hold on to a lot of pain from our mother's mothers, our father's fathers. And that pain, it goes on to the next generation. Yeah. And it will continue until you break that cycle. And I feel strongly that I'm breaking that cycle. Yeah. There's and a whole I'm, school of research behind that. Oh, yeah. See, and it's, it's, it's there. And it's, it's beautiful to see the shift. You, I can physically see this shift. And whenever I feel like I'm falling, I just say, 
okay, thank you for this feeling. And people are, again, you're thanking for the feel. I'm thank I'm thanking for this feeling because this feeling right now is going to help me even get higher. I'm going to feel the. I'm going to be on top. Why? Because I can. I I understand that it's okay to fall. Feel that. Feel it and Swim be grateful yeah. for it. Well, I, I totally totally agree with you because I who was it? We were talking the other day, and I was like. Positivity is not for like sunny days. No, no. It's not like oh, no. I'm positive today. Yeah, today's or gratitude, a great day. <laughs> or gratitude is not for like when you got what you wanted. No. That's not gratitude. No, that's a reaction. Absolutely, gratitude is a proactive move. So it's before it happens, which means in a situation like this, to be grateful for it. that. That is true, true, true gratitude. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but uh, would anything that you would trade to do differently from Absolutely your past? Absolutely not. Come on, <laughs> really? I, all of it. All those. No, because then I wouldn't have, I won't be here. I wouldn't be here right now. Right. If I saw the light at 16, would I be here? Would I have fallen? Would the darkness come? I don't, I don't know. I think that our journeys are our journeys and this had to have been my journey. I had to get locked up in the dark so that I could see the light. Unfortunately, people will say, unfortunately, it was, no, fortunately, right. mm-hmm. the cancer hit me when it did. Because I was able to give birth to a beautiful child that maybe I wouldn't have given birth to if I hadn't. We're in gone the darkness through. still. Because exactly. there's still all the questions or thoughts that you had to have had while you were pregnant. Absolutely. That make a difference on who. What's your daughter's name? Luna. What? Yeah, Luna. Interesting. You call her Luna. Mm-hmm. So, which is like light, isn't it? Moon. Or moon, right? Moon, like a yeah. lunar, well, like lunar yeah. light. Yeah. Um, interesting. So, uh, did you think that when you were naming her? I did. Okay. I um, I gave birth to her on a full moon, okay. and I'm I love the. I just have a thing for the moon, sure. but it's mostly because I mean it's Elon our light. Musk already has Mars. Yeah, so there you, got you go. The I got, got the moon. So, so <laughs> well, the moon is the light, right? right? Absolutely. At the night, what lights our the sky? Right. The moon, and she has phases, just like we do. Mm-hmm. We go through phases, but again, we come back. Mm-hmm. Right? She comes back full. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Right? Mm-hmm. She comes back full. Mm-hmm. And that's what's beautiful about the moon is that she goes through phases, but she always comes back full and is so bright and so beautiful. We should have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be fun. Eh? She's pretty I learn from everybody. And I tell you, sometimes these, I work with a lot of kids too. And just it's amazing the things that they say in such a nonchalant matter of fact, like, oh, yeah, it's like comes right out it's of that. beautiful. Yeah. And it's so, like, genuine. The truth yeah. bombs that come the out of this bombs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's always at the right time. Yeah. Mm. It's always at the right time. And she will say to me, you know, oh, Nana, which is grandma in Italian, Nana heard us. Mm. So what do you mean? Mm. I feel her. Mm. But she never met her. Mm-hmm. So it's it's crazy to hear her say things that way. And I said, mm-hmm. wow, you know. I feel I feel it too. Mm-hmm. Or there would be times where we go to bed at night, and the next morning she'll say, "I dreamt about this and this. I dreamt about that too." They'll have so the I same do dreams. believe that yeah. she and I were connected in some other life, and we had to be together on this life, riding this mm-hmm. wave and this side of history right now. I honestly think there are other people on that topic having the exact same dreams. Actually, oh yeah, there's mm-hmm. the two of you, and that's why I asked you to share your grandma with everybody because I think sometimes for for many of us when we're there. They're, we're just alone. Mm-hmm. We don't even feel our grandmas, right? So I'd love for you to share your grandma in a last word to everybody who would be listening. Her dirty fingers. <laughs> always. Her dirty nails. Why? Because she was always in that garden. 
She loved everyone, always showed her love to her neighbors. If they were sick, she was there taking care of them. And even when she was dying, she was humble. It's okay. I'm okay. How are you? So she would take herself, remove herself fully, not care about her pain, just to look at you and say, I love you. Are you okay? Be like, no, no, no. What about you? You're, you're, cry- you know, you're in pain, your stomach. Don't worry about me. I want to worry about you. How are you? And she, on even right before that last year, she was still in the garden picking her, you know, her veggies and her fruit trees. And she said that that was part of life, that we had to get our hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Because that love connection we have with the soil, the earth, is so beautiful. And she was the happiest when she was in her garden. And I remember watching her just in awe, making those mud pies, saying, oh, I can't wait to be in a garden. I want a garden one day for myself. And that's what I'm creating is the garden. And just telling everyone is that, you know, you're loved. Even if you think you're not loved, some energy and higher power out there, they love you. Oh, Vanessa's grandma loves you. My grandmother definitely loves you. And she's up there making her pasta and telling you, you better get ready for the pasta. Because <laughs> I'm going to feed you even if you're not hungry. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And so much love. Yeah. So I, um, I hope that, you know, wherever you are in the world, you can feel that love from Dalmata. That was her name. That's what I was going to ask you. That Good. was her name. Thanks Dalmata. for sharing that. Yeah. I, I'm so, I, I really appreciate the time that you've taken. Thank you. You've driven a long way. To, to mm-hmm. get here. And when I say a long way, I mean metaphorically to not just the kilometers <laughs> on the highway, but you've no, come, along, come you've along. gone a long way to be able to do this and for it to just intersect at this moment where we're trying to do what we're doing to just share like an amazing journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I keep feeling that when we talk to somebody, this is there's not always the last more. time we're going to talk. There's so much more, I know. Yeah. And so just want to just say thank you. I really thank you appreciate so you sharing much. the time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>